It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, June 26, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Governor Dunleavy's veto of $175 million in school funding will have an impact on the Sitka School District budget, but how it will shake out has yet to be determined. One bright spot for the district's finances, however, could be the addition of homeschooled students from around the state. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The governor announced his annual veto package on the federal Juneteenth holiday on June 19th, which did not give the Sitka District Administration time to come up with a new spending plan before the school board's regular meeting on June 20th. In short, the veto amounts to a 50% decrease in the one-time boost the legislature had approved for schools statewide this coming year. Sitka, however, was a bit more cautious in writing its budget and never planned to get all that extra funding. Instead, Sitka's schools are looking at a decrease of about 20% below what was budgeted. Still, it took hours of work and worry to write a conservative budget, and board member Todd Gebler was not happy about seeing the governor shoot it down. It's still digesting with me, and um, I'm still in the anger phase as far as my emotions go, so uh, there will be more to come. The actual cash reduction for Sitka is $287,000, a significant hit to a budget that typically runs to about $20 million. What it will mean for class sizes and staffing will have to be ironed out during a budget revision later this summer. Superintendent Frank Hauser is on his way out at the end of the month, having taken the top job in the Juneau School District next year. He told board members that he and business manager Leslie Young will nevertheless start crunching new numbers right away. Uh, that'll be something that the board uh, will be um, you know, talking to and the uh, business office uh, will be putting together some of those numbers. Uh, obviously, we weren't able to get those numbers fast enough and turned around in the short amount of time we have for this meeting, but we'll be working on some updates for the board around uh, what those final numbers look like. Finalizing a new budget will fall to the board and interim superintendent Steve Bradshaw, who takes over the district on July 1st. One development that could help support the district's finances was well received by the board. The district's REACH homeschool program is now available statewide. Superintendent Hauser said the change had been approved by the State Department of Education and that two out-of-town students were already enrolled for next year. Hauser said it was a good way for families to remain connected to the district if they move to other communities in the state, and the boost in enrollment numbers certainly won't hurt. Being able to open up our homeschool program to provide uh, homeschool opportunities for students across the state of Alaska, provide uh, the possibility for um, additional student numbers to come in as we start having conversations about enrollment numbers. Each student enrolled in the REACH homeschool program counts as 90% of a full local enrollment, even if they live elsewhere. The Board of Sitka's Industrial Park formally approved a concept for a new marine haul-out and boatyard on Thursday. The plan, known as Concept 4, will include a pier for a 150-ton travel lift that will be sturdy enough to accommodate a 300-ton lift if Sitka ever acquires one. It will also have a temporary washdown pad and water treatment facilities, as well as a stormwater collection system that will be accomplished largely through grading the site. 
There won't be much else, however, at least not for the $8.2 million in public funding approved by Sitka voters last October. Many of the extras, like an expanded boatyard, a queuing float, a utility building with restrooms, will have to come later or be paid for by grant funding or other government appropriation that hasn't yet been identified. Some board members found this impractical, as this exchange between member Lauren Mitchell and PND engineering project leader Dick Somerville shows. Is there a reason why we haven't put a line item for utilities, like what the cost is going to be associated? Because in in all honesty, I I don't see how people are going to work on their boats if they don't have power. Yeah. Like we can't run our generator. It's water cooled, you know, so we'd have to bring out a pretty heavy duty generator that we don't own to do any work on our vessel, for example. So I'm just a little concerned as to how we're going to actually get people working if we haven't considered the cost on utilities as a priority. Yeah, yeah, we have not uh, developed the cost of those, uh, and we have envisioned generators for use initially to get started. Uh, you know, maybe there's a way to get a couple power pedestals, um, but the reality is, is if we don't get in there and tear up the yard and do all the site grading, and we put the utilities in first, and we come back behind that later, uh, we're gonna there's going to be a bunch of redo work. So just in terms of phasing the work, it makes sense to do that work when we're doing the the major site grading work in the yard. Uh, we could go ahead and try to, we could go ahead and assume that that work is going to occur in that sequence and we could come up with some of those costs, but we just haven't done that at this point. Yeah, I, I just feel like it, it should be somewhat a priority to have some access to power in some of the stalls, if not all, because I just don't see how people are going to be able to do any of their projects if they can't run equipment, let alone lights. Yeah. You know, the time of year that we're hauling often, it's, you know, not in the lightest times of year, so you're not going to get much done if you can't run a half a dozen pieces of equipment to get the job done. That was Gary Paxton Industrial Park Board member Lauren Mitchell speaking with Dick Somerville, lead engineer on the proposed Sitka Marine haulout and boatyard. The complete plan for the project, with all the trimmings, would cost roughly another $8 million, above and beyond the $8 million already approved by voters. Despite the limitations of the budget, Mitchell and other board members unanimously approved Concept 4 as the preferred plan for the project, which is scheduled to be operational by the end of next year. Polynesian voyagers left Juneau last week to embark on a four-year journey. They plan to circumnavigate the Pacific Rim in a modified, twinned-hulled canoe. The community of Petersburg is anticipating its arrival. KFSK's Hannah Floor sat in as tribal members practiced a welcome song. A couple dozen people form a circle in folding chairs at the John Henson Senior Hall. They're here to practice a song that Diane Benson wrote and gifted to the Petersburg tribe. The song is in Tlingit. The lyrics roughly translate to, The door was open for us on Tlingit land. Let's gather together. The song is one of welcome, but Benson says it has a deeper meaning as well. It's a reminder it's a reminder that it's always been open to us, this, this world, this thinket world and way of being and, and thinking and enjoying and, and being community. That is open to us. All we have to do is go in and be who we are. 
Many of the people practicing the song have never spoken these particular words in Klinge before. That's because state and church policies created a multi-generational gap in languages and traditional ways of life. But Benson says that a lack of fluency doesn't indicate a lack of connection to Tlingit culture. Just because you are not fluent in the language or you feel like, well, we've lost these things. No, it's just in a different place and you're finding it again. You still have it in you. And when we sing, we sing and we hear and feel our ancestors. When the twin-hulled canoe makes its way into Petersburg, it will arrive from the north. There will be bonfires at Hungry Point and along the Wrangell Narrows. Kids from the Johnson O'Malley Foundation will encircle the fires, drumming. Victoria Moore is one of those eagerly awaiting the Hokulea's arrival in Petersburg. Knowing my ancestors have been on that point, welcoming where there's been negotiations and so on, our history. So it's wonderful to be a part of. But she's also thankful for the moments here, practicing the welcome song. I have my son, Alex, and Alex is autistic. And this has been an absolute joy for me to see how involved he wants to be, and he loves to sing and dance, and it's been a long time. A movement towards language revitalization has been growing in Alaska since the early 2000s. Indigenous language classes are now available through the University of Alaska and taught online, in schools, even at public libraries and places of employment. Those efforts are helping to close the generational gap in cultural understanding. Many of those at the John Hansen Senior Hall are young people. Diane Benson says she was struck by how naturally they took to drumming and singing the words in Klingit. I was so inspired by their, um, the way they just dove right in and the way that they connected so quickly that it literally felt like ancestors being present. Until the canoe reaches Petersburg's South Harbor, drummers and dancers of all ages will continue to practice. Reporting in Petersburg, I'm Hannah Floor. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for today, Monday, June 26, 2023. Today, periods of rain mainly after 7 a.m., high near 57, south wind around 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 100%. New precipitation amounts between a quarter and a half of an inch possible. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. Good morning.